Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Bentley Michaels. Bentley is a voiceover actor. He is a musician. He writes scores for TV shows. He writes music in general, though I guess he doesn't do that much anymore. Um, he is a stand-up comedian. He does improv. He goes to therapy. He tap dances. Um, he's great. And he's been on the show three times, including this one. Uh, I, I'm, I'm super happy to, to say that he's back and, um, I love Bentley. He's one of those podcasters, wet dreams. Sorry, Bentley. That's disgusting. <laughs> Shit's just coming out of my mouth right now. Also, I'm high on edibles and I'm like shaking my hands for some reason, like making weird gestures that no one can see other than me. All right. <laughs> We're going to get through this they're starting to kick in so the edibles are um so uh yeah so bentley he's uh he's a very talented guy and this is his third time back and we're gonna do the show a little well we're gonna start the show a little different and end it a little different hey um we're uh, usually uh if my guest has a song to promote and we don't bring it up during the conversation uh, I usually play it at the end of the podcast after the conversation, but today I'm going to play it at the beginning. See what I did there? I changed it up. It's because this podcast is fluid and it can do whatever it wants or whatever I, I want it to do, which is it's a it's a, it that was what I originally intended anyways for it to just be different all the time. But, you know, it's you fall into a pattern. It seems to be working. Whatever. <laughs> anyways, um, let's listen to a song by Bentley. Um, I, I, I'm, I think it's by Bentley. I don't think Bentley's singing. That doesn't sound like him, uh, but it's called Apple Pie. And enjoy. We'll be right back. <laughs>
Alright, I hope you enjoyed that. I know I did. Thank you, Bentley, for sending that over. Um, that's just to get you reacquainted with Bentley. Bentley, you sent me two songs in that email. I already played that song in the first podcast we ever did together, so I, I'm i not going to play it here again. Uh, I hope you're not crying yourself to sleep tonight. <laughs> if you do want to hear the other song that Bentley sent me, go back to... Um, what episode were you on, Bentley? God damn it. Now I got to go and look because, oh, episode 24, the first time Bentley comes on the show. Oh, my God. Episode 24. Uh, I wouldn't even listen to that. (laughs) Only if you want to hear that song, I would listen to that. I can only imagine I sound like a stammering fucking dipshit, which I sound like right now to myself while I'm saying the words currently. Edibles. Okay. So... (laughs) Anyways, uh, a couple things about this podcast. My fucking Skype connection sucks balls. So, my bad. Sorry, Bentley. My bad. Also, I have a ground issue in my side. And I feel really bad because Bentley spends a good amount of time. I mean, I don't know how much time. Anyways, (laughs) he sends over his side because he records it on his end in his nice super dead deadened room where he records his voiceovers and 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 like it sounds beautiful and pristine and then here comes my fucking end like so it's not horrible but i'm just too lazy to go through and edit all the dead spots where i'm not talking which thankfully there's a lot of those in this in this podcast so um i'm sorry bentley I do appreciate your beautiful SM7B um, right up on its dick microphone uh, uh, capture wavelengths that you sent over. Woo! This is getting harder. (laughs) Okay, we're going to get through this. You can write the show at wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at wespeakenglishgood or on Facebook. Uh, Leave a review on iTunes. Um, rate us wherever you get your podcasts you can do that stuff uh yeah so this is it for me i'm gonna actually bounce out um and we're just gonna go out on the conversation today like i said i'm trying new things everybody oh my god i'm making the hand gestures again like holy shit these fucking edibles are good (laughs) 
Okay. Okay. Take care of your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I'll see you guys next time. And um, love and peace and Bentley Michaels. I, I think I'm probably the only one that I know that does this. Like I, I've been, you're like, absolutely right. <laughs> I don't. I've done a lot of these now. Now that I'm 150 shows in, I've done a lot of Skype things. Yeah, and yeah. I brought it up a couple of times, especially to like fellow podcasters, and yeah. they're all like, "Oh no, I think Skype has a good enough sound. It's cool." And I'm like, "Okay, it's cool." <laughs> like I'm not. I, it's but you're only right. because. It's only because I view it, I'm like, I'm recording in my booth. Mm. And so I view it as like an, at least an audio calling card. Like, well, yeah, he sounds like, you know, he sounds like he's a little stuffed up because like we were just saying, like the weather doesn't know its ass from its elbow and it's messy with my sinuses. Yeah. Yeah. Like 85 and sunny and completely nice at my son's football game. The next week it's like 48 degrees <laughs> and I'm sitting on the visitor side because their area is covered. And I'm like, I'm not sitting in those or, or on the home, a home team side. And like, I'm like, I'm not fucking sitting in those cheesy ass fucking visitor bleachers over there getting wet. Fuck that. How fast we'll turn on our families for it to stay dry. Oh, well, I'm the only one there. Cause everyone uh, like his, his mom and everybody like they all work on uh, like they're all working on the weekends or they don't want to drive to, to like the away games. And so, yeah, cause it was like, it was like up in gosh, uh, Sherwood, which is like 40 ish minutes <sighs> North West of me or whatever. And so it's like, it's kind of a, it's kind of a ways out there in this little podunk town that apparently is also super fucking rich because mm. their, their high school stadium is as nice as like the college stadium here in town. Wow. Like I was like, and I was like, fuck those bleachers, dude. I'm sitting over here under the covered area. They've got seats that fold down. It's like a baseball <laughs> seat. I was like, they, it's sectioned off. It's got a handrail so I can put my feet up. Hell yeah. Dude, it was so fucking hilarious. And then like my son, they had just gotten like, they had just like uh, gotten like their white jerseys. He had been wearing blue jersey and they just got their white jersey. So he was in like the last week at their home game, they wore the white jersey. Now- Granted, my son also doesn't listen worth a shit, but like <laughs> he he shows up and he goes, uh oh. And I'm like, what? And he goes, I don't think I'm supposed to be wearing this blue jersey. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I look over at his entire team all in white jerseys. I'm uh, like, fuck. <laughs> and like, I'm the dad, you know, like yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, I dress just how I dress. And it's like, I've got one pair of jeans and then I've got one pair of like, I've got one pair of like, you know, big boy shorts, I guess. Like, I took a pair of do I took those Dockers from the Clerks musical uh. and I cut them off. I made them cutoffs. Like, <laughs> gotcha. So now you have nice khaki shorts. Yeah, khaki shorts <laughs> that are all tattered, like like I'm the fucking Incredible Hulk. And then like, <clears throat> and then I've got and yeah, and then I've got that purple sweatshirt you see me wearing. Like, people. And then I've got like you know twenty pairs of the same white socks. And then like so, people like if they see me multiple days in a row, I have had several people go like, "Did you um?" Did you like change or you know, I was like, oh yeah. I mean like I showered and I <laughs> but I just and like in the winter it's like I'm wearing jeans and the same hoodie and like and once it gets cold enough, like the same pea coat and like, you know, and people are just like and the same shoes. Like I run one pair of shoes in the ground for like eight or nine months and then it's like I go buy another pair. <laughs> yep. And that and that's just how I am. Like I know I don't like 
the options. It's like I've got 20 white t-shirts, 20 black t-shirts, and about 10 purple t-shirts and a few and a few gray ones. None of them have logos on them. They're all just plain. They're like the Hanes t-shirts that you can buy. And so it's just like once I'm out of the white ones, I know that's what it's time to do laundry. <laughs> and then it's like I wear the black ones. And once I'm out of that, then I'm either back to, you know, and then I see if I want to throw a little color into my life. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm doing stand up, that's usually like when I wear like the purple one or something oh, like that. Oh, that's when you because, get fancy. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like wearing logos like in any shirt that you've ever seen me like wear that has like a logo or something on it, my kids have probably got it for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why the fuck we're talking. Hey, wait, hey, hey, what's in Bentley's wardrobe? What an exciting way to start the podcast. <laughs> White, <Shit>. gray, <laughs> and black. Anyway, <laughs> what do you wear, Michael? <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually very much the same way, uh, but like all my shirts are like shirts that I got like um given to me so they're all like oh at all your fucking sweet reggae festivals yeah exactly it's just like it just like here's the shirt and they're all like tattered falling apart I'm the same way I have one oh. pair of jeans one old navy yeah. uh I'm the same way with the shoes I just get Chuck Taylors for about eight months until there's a hole in them I my shoes oh, currently man. have a hole I in can't, them I, I wish I could wear those those things make my feet sweat and it's like they oh. cut off the circulation and so uh. my feet are always cold in them yeah, which is weird because I can wear Vans like my my minor Vans like low cut mm -hmm. like old school Vans, um and those are totally fine. I can wear those no problem mm -hmm. and they don't do it. But like for some reason the Chucks yeah they cut off my circulation and my toesies get all cold. Oh, I don't like. God, when did this podcast become about fashion? I love it. <laughs> it it's a hey it... hey a homeless dad chic. That's our <laughs> there you go. That's our shit. <laughs> No, are you uh, taking notes, listeners? <laughs> you make sure. you dirty sons of bitches <laughs> with your multiple pairs of pants. Right? Oh, God, the work. Oh, it's so daunting. Like I could imagine, like opening up your. If your they're drawers. not on the side of my bed where I can just step out of bed and put them back on, I don't want to wear them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. No, it, it, it's it's gross. Sometimes. And then, like, my wife is just like, please, will you just buy Who's another shirt? a classy shirt? lady. She's a beautiful woman. She... I've seen her more on the Instagram performing and stuff. Beautiful voice. Wonderful woman. And then she's like, oh, and here comes broke ass over here. <laughs> For real. She's like, I've been carrying you for years, dipshit. Buy a shirt. Here's some money. She just throws it the at style me. style game. Like... I've been... Yeah, that was another thing when I was when I was married is that like she would always get me stuff, but it was like she would dress me how she thought I would look good, and maybe I would look good dressed like that. But I also felt like I was dressing like an asshole. Yeah. So it's like I would wear it once or twice in the rotation, and then it would just kind of like get lost in the laundry, <laughs> and 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 just sort of got you know get folded underneath. I was like, I don't know where it's at. I I know I washed it. You know, and... <laughs> it goes to that place, man. No, it, when I moved out, so many of those clothes uh, were uh, were just like put into a bag and given to Goodwill. I was like, now I have zero reason to you to. <laughs> I'll never wear your clothes again. And then I realized how few clothes I actually have. I was oh, like, oh man. man, oh yeah, it it was sad. Like because like I I um <laughs> so I recently my my storage unit in San Diego got broken into like oh, as of sucks. a couple weeks ago yeah they got away with like a really nice like a couple nice guitars 
uh, and fuck it. So I'm waiting for the insurance to fuck me somehow. Um, yeah, but it's your fault for not living here anymore. <laughs> yeah, you should have been here, stupid. <laughs> yeah, um, fuck our security. You should have been on site. Oh, and it's terrible too. Like one of the doors to the the building is just the broke. The lock is broken and has never been fixed. Like <laughs> there's no cameras inside the buildings at all. They said that they had some cameras on the outside, but on the police report, the cops said cameras do not exist so like <laughs> so like it, it was just dog shit of a place anyways but i was going it was like my apartment in hollywood it was like this i was like oh man this place is great it's got like you know a gated parking area underneath <laughs> which is what i want because i don't want to have to deal with street parking it's got like a gated you know it's it, there's a gated uh, uh i have to like you know either buzz in or use my key yeah neither gates worked <laughs> it's just like i was just like oh good well but it was rent controlled, so I was like, you know, yeah. I was like, I'm going to live here because, in the three ish years that I was there, my rent was a thousand bucks for this little one bedroom apartment. But I had multiple friends that lived there where it was like, yeah, we got this place for like, and they were nice places, like for like twelve hundred. Yeah, and I was like, great. And when they left, it was like nineteen hundred. I was like, see, bitches, like deal with the cockroaches and this Daniel Larusso Karate Kid apartment, <laughs> and have it fucking rent controlled. Now, granted, I hear gunshots a couple blocks away almost nightly. However. Uh, uh, rent control. I eat. I eat regularly. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. afford food. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> Although back then, like when I was still in my twenties and my metabolism still worked, oh, yes. like I was fucking, I was fucking still just eating ramen and fucking, and like I would go get like those Johnsonville bratwursts. Oh god! <laughs> and I would just have like a fucking brat at uh, night or something like that after drum school and just. And my body was just like, ah, you'll never get fat. And then like 30 <laughs> hit and it was like, take all the weight. <laughs> like, it's like, because like, like, for example, like I was like 275, 280 in that Clerks musical the last time we talked. Mm -hmm. And for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, go to YouTube right now, type in Clerks musical or inconvenience a Clerks musical. And you will see me in a purple sweatshirt and a goatee. I was like, yeah, I was like 275, 280. Wow. And you hold yeah, your weight and, well, I gotta say. I got to tell you, it was real hard to breathe. And, <laughs> um, and then, like, I got down to about 210 uh, about this time last year. I got down to about 210. I started working out. And, you know, obviously, when when uh, when you get a divorce, you get depressed. And so it's like the only thing you do is work out. And I got – so I dropped, you know, what is that, 65 pounds or something like that? Oh, congratulations. And then now I'm back up to, like, 225 because I'm not as sad. And I'm like, you know what? I, I'll eat more than once a day. Yeah, it's been an interesting year and it's been like it's been a very creative year for me and I've been working on a lot of stuff and a lot of uh, some of the things that we talked about last time I've been writing out but it, it was also like depression gets in the way so it's like yeah. that's the biggest thing I find with most creative people I think is that like when you're fired and you're ready to go dude you cannot be fucking stopped but the second that something hits you I think a lot of creative people are very sensitive which is why you know you know, everybody, you know, you can look at any actor, any comedian, like, you know, there's a lot of depression there. And I'm not saying that's not true for like the normal world as well. But I think because we tap into certain things a lot more, like where we can be affected, you know, like, and, and it's just like, then all of a sudden it's like this, this great record that I was writing, I wrote six awesome songs. And then I wrote one that was super fucking sad. And I was like, I just depressed myself out of writing the rest of this record. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm <sighs> done. I'm going to go lay in bed and fucking just lay in my filth for a month and a half. Dude, I went and, dude, I watched like seven seasons of the British version of the F word with Gordon Ramsay <sighs> over the course of about two weeks. 
And those are hour-long shows. Oh, ooh. you know I love Gordon Ramsay shows, dude. He's just the shit. I love that he talks shit. But you're right. Yeah. But you're right, man. Like depressed. Like no. And, and for this last year as well, for me was rough because I was moving back to the city I was running from in the first yeah. place. And, um, and me and my wife kind of went through some bad stuff too. And like there was a while there where I didn't know if I was gonna make. It, I thought I was gonna be in a divorcee apartment. And like you know, yeah. I, was, I was pricing shit. You know, like that's oh, too bad. You know, a lot of shit fucking came out and. So this winter, especially here in Ohio, winter is fucking brutal. So yeah. it was like bone hurting cold and I was depressed and I started coming out of it at the beginning of summer <clears throat> when I started working more and started actually being a musician and like working yeah. and, you know, so like I, I feel you, man. It was a rough year, but but on the flip side as well it's been super creative like i've just been flooded so and like i i don't know so so tell me about some of the things you've been working on man over the last year what what um yeah i well i wanted to write a record and and i have a hard time just writing general music without a purpose or cause like (laughs) motivating motivation to write music for yourself i mean i uh, i what I mean by that is like I can't like how band like maybe if I was just like in a band like mm-hmm. when I was the drummer of a band and all I was really kind of doing was like my my it was a three piece and it was a fucking kick ass band and and it was uh, brothers the uh, bass player and a uh, gu- guitar player singer and and then me as the drummer and it was so simple he he was just one of those fucking assholes that can write fucking songs. <sighs> I don't know how he does it. Just shit him up. Like, yeah, like I produced a record for him, which I still need to mix from like 2014. Oh, shit. But I just got busy with tons of other stuff. And every time I go back to it, it's like I'm starting over. And I'm like, God, I don't want to mix this whole fucking record. (laughs) But before the day that we finished like the last vocal, a month later, he had written an entire new record. Oh, what a piece of shit. And he played me all of the songs. And they were all good. (laughs) Like some I liked more than others, but it's like because I've worked with him for so long, I can just he goes, you know why I love playing music for you? And I go, why? He goes, because I know that you're you're not hearing just me sitting here playing an acoustic guitar for you. You're hearing the entire song in your head because you can play everything. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And he, he goes, that's why I love playing my music for you. He's like, because you've got it all figured out by the time my song's over. And I was like, yeah, you're not wrong. And I love being in that. But like when I'm so like when I'm in charge of my own stuff, I overthink everything. I don't like anything. And I'm like, this is all stupid. (laughs) I'm like, these are stupid words. These are stupid chord idea changes. These are stupid licks. These are stupid riffs. And this is all dumb. And I hate it. Yeah. And I'm done. However. If I, I, so I, I take the concept album approach and I, and I, and I, so you do the hardest way to do it, I guess, but I don't think of it that way. That's, that's the way that it makes more, most sense for me. Hmm. So I go, okay, 12 tracks, hopefully, if not, I can do it in 10, but 12 tracks, what is each track going to be about as far as the story arc? And so I wrote, I, on a piece of paper, I wrote one through 12. And then I wrote down like bullet points of, of the story, what I wanted it to have happen, and what. And then I'll go, okay. 
And then I and then I go, okay, I can write a song about this now. Oh, okay, I see. So you kind of almost like tricked your brain into being like, yeah, it's like I gave myself a subject matter. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, like this yeah. is where I'm at in the story. This is what this 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 is about, and this is like. Yeah, there's the one the one that bummed me out. I was like, it's just called sad song and it's like <laughs> <clears throat> And it's just like this finger picking hold on one second. I gotta clear my throat. It's fucking Dude. killing me over here. Vamp Mike, vamp <laughs> Bentley's gonna go clear his throat while I vamp terribly. Um uh, it, it's interesting to hear that Bentley, someone who is very uh who uh, who seems to me like a well of inspiration? Someone who can just come Oops. up and do Sorry. whatever I I was whenever to he spit. needs to. Sorry, I was vamping. I was actually. No, I knew I was going to have to spit, so that's why I said vamp. <laughs> I didn't want to. No, I was, was, have to... I was totally dick riding. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I was dick riding while you were spitting, uh, but I was just saying how interesting it is to me that it was um, it was harder for you to write your own music. Because to me, you seem like oh, like you have a well of inspiration that you kind of can uh, draw from. No, that you draw from because you have to because it's part of your job is to write oh. music for shows or write or, or or do voice. So you have to be able to do it and you have to be on, even if you don't feel like it because it's your fucking job. So yeah. I just thought it was. I, I guess it's interesting to me that someone who is able to pull like that so much from within that like when it was time to go and do your own thing it was just like well what the f how do i even start or i hate this or like yeah. you're just trying to figure out how you're going to approach it to stay motivated to finish it even i uh i am so much better at writing other people's stuff yeah because i don't care mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's not yeah. up to me yeah it, it's at the end of the day, either, so like, say you come to me and you're like, hey, will you put some guitar licks down on a song? Sure, no problem. And I'll send you back, you know, a bunch of ideas and then you pick the one you like and then I either re-record it or you're able to like slice it together and do whatever the fuck you want. Mm. And I don't care. I'm like, it doesn't bother me to do anything. Like when I was like, I was like uh, my buddy Matt, who we were talking about earlier, his music, he had an acoustic guitar. So like when you hear the songs... It's kind of like it's kind of like folky punk shit. Like you know, it's like I, I turned it into some. It, it, it's it's like Mike Ness, hmm. you know, like when he does sort of his acoustic punk stuff or whatever, you know, from Social Distortion. Yeah, like when he does that sort of stuff, but then also with like a sort of like a like an indie. I don't know. It's weird. It sound it sounds country, but then at the same time, the more you listen to it, you're like, no. That's just like the the twang of the guitar that he's using. It's not really a country song at all, you know. It's just, uh, but like, I I I am his entire band. So you listen to the thing and you're like, okay, there's drums and there's a, a, a bass and and a couple guitars. And the only thing he is doing is playing the acoustic guitar and singing. And then at the same time, I'm also doing a lot of backup vocals. Like I do like those three part like early Elvis harmonies, like on some of his stuff, Ooh. like. You know, like, yeah, I'll send you a song uh, that I think you'll dig. Um, Sweet. But I'm everything. And so people are like, people are like, oh, man, I didn't know Matt had a band. And because there's some songs that are done. Like, there's a couple. That, that I'm like, he doesn't. It's it's all me. Like, that's all that's all my stuff. <laughs> that's just that's just me. Like, he I was like, well, what is he doing? I was like, you hear the acoustic guitar and, and the main vocal? That's him. Everything else is me. And they're like, Jesus Christ. And I'm like, but that is easy. 
Yeah. That's easy. I'm like, what are the chords? Okay, boom. So this thing, this thing, okay, I can kind of chug along here and then I can kind of do this, you know, the lead lick sort of thing or whatever. And then like, uh, you know, the walking bass line, cool. Throwing a little organ sound, you know, that, that'll that sound cool. And then like a little train beat on the drums, you know, with some brushes. And I'm like, uh, and now we've got this up tempo, like rocking little thing. Here we go. It sounds awesome. And I sent it to him. And he goes, the first time I played it for him in his car, he's like, this is the first song that uh, I've got done. And I played it for him and he go, and he just sat there in silence. And then when the song ended, he just looked over at me. He goes, why the fuck does your brain work that way? <laughs> he's like, I don't know what I thought this song was going to be. I didn't think it was going to sound like this. That's interesting. I was like, uh, is that good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. That's... He's like, no, I love it. I just don't understand how your brain works. I was like, I don't understand how you can just fight, write fucking songs and words down, man. Like that, yeah. that doesn't make any sense to me at all. So yeah, like so going back to the the concept record thing, it's like I, I created the concept, and now I have a a sort of like a, a story and a place to go, mm. and and uh, and yeah, and and so I kind of go like you know the sad song thing. I was like, oh, I want it to be like a finger picking thing, and I want it to be, you know, maybe. Maybe kind of like, uh, uh, you know, maybe there's like a, it's like, it's like a band. I almost wanted it to be like, this song sounds like if a band had like a big rock hit, but then did an acoustic version of it, mm. even though there would be like no big rock version of the song. Like there's no way that like you could do kind of like a bigger rock version of it just by nature of the song. Yeah. But that's how I wanted it. You know, like Nirvana unplugged or something like that, where it's like, oh, okay. Like real simple. And it's just, but it's got some really cool finger picking licks in it. And like. You know, very simple stuff, but tough when it goes with the vocals. Like, cause like I wrote the the finger picking stuff first, and it's mainly just like you know, pick with your thumb, grab with your index and middle. So you're just, hmm, doing this sort of thing. But then it gets into this part right here. And I was like, oh, that sounds so pretty. And then I was like, and then I wrote words. And then I tried to do it at the same time. I was like, fuck. <laughs> the the melody doesn't go with like what like, you know, complicated finger thing I'm doing because I wrote them at separate times. Yeah. It, it, like it works well with it, but it doesn't follow the same rhythmic structure. And I'm like, fuck. And so then it's like I had to go learn how to play it at the same time. Oh, and then yeah. uh, and then I was singing the words and I kept writing more stuff. And like I really like it was like one of my first nights. Uh, in in my apartment, it was like in, in the within the first month I started working on that song, mm. and I was just there. It's like one in the morning, and I'm just there in this apartment with complete white walls. It's like I say in the lyrics of the song, but all these white walls, and the walls were cement and brick, okay. and so like, and so like, it was really cool, like because you could be pretty loud in there, and like you know, uh, only your above or below people would hear you, but like, but uh, um, but. It was also hard to put stuff up. Not that I have a lot of shit, like art and shit to put up, but I was like, oh man, this is this is way more of a pain in the ass, so fuck it, I'm not gonna. So it was just, I just had blank walls that were just like, you know, that apartment white, that, yeah. like that base shitty paint that they put on. And and it was just depressing. And I, and that's when I bummed myself out of writing the rest of the record. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, this is over. <laughs> was like this time last year. And like, I've, I've, I've gone around like, and the other thing, I find the most easy for myself with music and shit like that is like, I need a drum beat. Like, yeah. because at, at the end of the day, I'm a drummer. Like I, I, 
play good guitar, uh, you know, when I when I pick it up more than like once a month. <laughs> I play good bass. I play, you know, like I'm 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 a good musician when I'm when I have to be. Right. But at the end of the day, I play drums every day. I've got a practice pad on my kitchen counter that I do like 30 to 45 minutes on just doing rudiments and doing a different setup as I cook myself dinner every night. Wow. Like I love drums and and also me being a tap dancer, like I just love percussion and like rhythm and that, all that sort of shit. And like that's my favorite thing. So it's like I think my next step is to buy myself an electric kit because then I can just play directly into my recording program and throw down like a beat idea because like, I don't know how, how, but like I do this a lot in the shower. Like I'll be in the shower and then I'll be like, or like whatever, like thing I'm kind of like, you know, you know, beatboxing or whatever. And I'm like, and then I kind of start air drumming. Like as I'm washing myself, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever it is. And then uh, whatever my beat is that I'm doing, and then I'm like, oh man, then guitars could kind of go like, and and I'm like, oh fuck, and then I get out of the shower, I'm like, fuck, what was that? All that shit I was <laughs> yeah. like rock banding while washing myself. Nah, nah, I don't know, but like <laughs> if I had an electric kit, I could like all of that sort of stuff. I just sit down and go like that, and then grab you know like di my fucking guitar mm -hmm. into into Logic and just do it. So yeah, uh, I, I need to go. I need to go drop so a few crucial. bucks and get myself an electric kit. Yeah, man, that's it's, yeah, that that's perfect. Because yeah, because you see a lot of people who who like like what you do, where it's just one man band in a studio just producing and shit. Yeah. You'll see a lot of people who just keep their drums mic'd always, so it's like oh, yeah. mic'd and plugged in and ready to go. And I mean, you know, obviously for people who have smaller setups, that's not really uh, a possibility. Yeah. But like that totally is is a great. Um, Great, because like that's what Brian Tyler does, and Brian Tyler's a you know a, a composer for big Hollywood movies. Mm. Um, <clears throat> he does fucking everything. Like he's he does a bunch of the Marvel movies. He does oh. like he's done all the Fast and uh, like since Fast Five, I think he's been the Fast and the Furious guy. Oh, nice. He did uh, that Assassin's Creed Pirate uh, Black Flag one. He's done like he has a he he oh he just did the score for Crazy Rich Asians. Um, which is like this, this like really upbeat like jazz score, which is really cool. Oh. Um, uh, and, but he in his home studio in the Hollywood Hills, he bought. I can't remember whose house he just recently bought, but dude, that guy does yeah probably three or four movies a, a fucking year. Damn. And uh, like he did the Mummy with Tom Cruise, the one that didn't do well, but he was the he he did all the music for that. Hmm. If you follow him on Instagram, dude, it's crazy because like he'll he'll put up conduction. He did like the new Ninja Turtles movies. He's he's mainly like a big action guy. Like people come to him for action stuff, but he's a crazy fucking. You'll you'll like him. Like uh, I'll send you a couple YouTube videos. What's his name? A amazing Brian Tyler. Um, he looks like he's an Abercrombie model, but he's a fucking genius. He's an world-class piano player he's fucking a kick-ass fucking drummer and and he can play like 15 or 16 instruments he taught himself how to play the cello so like when he goes to the orchestra a lot of the time there will be anywhere from 10 to 20 tracks of just him before before a full orchestra plays so sometimes he'll have a bass line a guitar line drums piano um uh light cello stuff um like a bunch of weird like you know percussion different stuff like vibes you know xylophones whatever it is and like all sorts of shit like that and then and then the orchestra's playing along to like 15 tracks of him yeah you know and and he is fucking amazing but he's got his drums always set up 
Uh, like, and there's like a video he cut together for his YouTube channel where it's he's playing like the uh, it's like Fast Six or Fast Seven. He's playing like the opening title theme, and you see him playing the stuff on the guitar. You see him conducting the orchestra. You see him in his home studio playing it on the drums. You see him playing the shit on the piano. Oh, he did the Expendables movies as well. He's like, yeah, he's fucking incredible, and and like that's the kind of vibe that yeah, like that is he American? Controlled, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he, uh, um, yeah, I know. You, with that work ethic, you're like, he's got to be like a Russian fucking. Well, like, I'm you looking know, at him, and he has like very European, Anglo, like maybe oh, like, yeah. like a uh, like Austrian or something. <laughs> I mean, he maybe, but he I'm is beautiful. Sure he he's a beautiful California. man. Oh, shut up! And uh, <laughs> no, he is. He is. He's a beautiful man. He is. He's, yeah. You, you, you yeah, said I think it right. He knows it too. And he has a hot um, ass wife. Shit. Yeah, that that is that is also true. He does have a very attractive. <laughs> Sorry, you got me Instagram, and while we're trying to have a conversation, here, I f- <laughs> well, hey man, no, please I, I look him up. Followed yeah. him, yeah, I got to now. Oh. Yeah, uh, and then and now that you've followed him there, like you just he's got a YouTube channel, so okay. just look him up there and like look up like the Fast and the Furious one from a couple of years ago, and like he'll and you see him play all this shit, and then you see him conducting the orchestra, and like they're playing along to it, and you can hear like all of the different stuff that he's doing in the mix as and then see it you know it kind of stands oh, out more it's nice. really fucking cool um but like that's the way i like to work like i know like in slash's book did you read did you read his his autobiography i haven't out, like, but i'm gonna now now you oh, got it's me fucking, hype i didn't yeah i didn't it, realize slash's he book. had one oh yeah oh it's so fucking good and um like if you just love that kind of shit it's so great but he he talks about this story about how uh, Lenny Kravitz of the n- mid '90s. This is like right after he quit Guns, I believe, and after the the uh, the double disc Use Your Illusion or whatever. Mm. Um, and like right after he quit, I believe in that time he was in New Jersey at Lenny Kravitz's studio, and it was like on a Sunday, if I remember right. And the town that the studio was in was a dry town, <laughs> and Lenny Kravitz doesn't drink; he smokes weed, and so like. And so Slash is like, hey, man, yeah, I just need like, I just need some vodka. And then he's like, oh, well, we don't. He's like, well, I can't play without some vodka. <laughs> and they were like, well, it's a dry town. And it's like, he's like, well, I need vodka. <laughs> and like, so they sent a runner out like, you know, and and to another town or something like that. And he, he was kind of getting the shakes, he even oh, says in the shit. book. like. And so, and then like Lenny got high, got on the drums, ran over to the bass, got on some guitars and basically put down the whole song with like maybe some scratch vocals. And then by the time that Slash had a couple drinks in him and whatever, it was time for like his, his turn. And so then he played on the song and I was like, one, that's sad, Uh, but two, that is. I like the way Lenny Kravitz works. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like that's how I would be. Yeah. And so it's like if I had an electric kit, I would just, you know, put it in my bedroom because I moved out. Uh, I moved out to this place out about 10 miles away from my old house back in March, which was nice because I'm on the other side of town. Mm-hmm. And so I think that kind of helped with a lot of things because they used to call me a lot for like every little thing because I was four minutes away. Yeah. And while I didn't mind it because they were my family. It also hurt my, you know, it hurt my emotions a lot to go there all the time, right. knowing that I had to leave, Ugh. you know, and it still does, sure. you know, it still does. Like when I have to leave Thursday and Fridays, you know, like at four thirty or five o'clock or whatever, when, whenever she gets home from work and like, that's my cue to go because 
maybe her boyfriend's coming over. Oh God, Jesus! I'm like, right? Yeah, I'm like, great. Well, you know, it's the <sighs> worst time. It, like, I used to cry leaving, oh, and like geez. now, now I've got like more under control. But like, um, it helps living on the other side of town, and and I've got like. I guess you would call it a manufactured home, you know, like in one of those parks. Yeah. You know, it's not a trailer park because none of these are trailers, but I guess that's what you would call it, a trailer park or a manufactured home park. And it's, you know, it's a 2017 unit. It's 1,600 square feet. It's three bedroom, two bath. I've got a little yard. I've got a carport. And I, you know, I, I transform my closet, my bedroom closet, like one of the corners because it's kind of centrally located in the house. Mm. I just, I got like one of those 18 packs of like Oralex, like little 12 by 12 squares. Yeah. And I transformed one of the corners, and then I got some bed foam that's really thick, and I put it on the ceilings and like tacked it up onto the the door. Mm. And dude, it sounds fucking. I've got the door open right now just because I've got long legs, yeah. and uh, but like, and I'm I'm lounging, but uh, <laughs> but like, it's the best sounding fucking recording space for voice voiceover that I've ever had. Nice. It's so fucking baller as shit. Like <laughs> I love it. Like long term clients have even gone like. <clears throat> there's something different about the voiceover you sent us. And I was like, yeah, it sounds way cooler, huh? <laughs> and and I got like a, and I got a new piece of inboard gear Ooh. for, from like, I've got, I got, I got this like 10, it was for my D and D podcast. Cause there's five of us. So it's like, I got one of those 10 input dealies. Yeah. And it's got some nice preamps in it, I guess. Cause this, yeah, it sounds fucking good as shit in here. Like when I, EQ it all up and like do like all my 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 light compression and my my EQ for everything like I mean even my raw shit like sounds even the raw audio files like when people they're like wow this sounds really good you know yeah. low noise floor you know the biggest thing I have to worry about is uh is uh my computer hum like I uh just because it is such a small area right um but uh yeah I think uh going back to music I think having like a drum set like one that i can just turn on and play even if it's to like just like throw down an idea because like right now i could do it but i would have to like build a loop yep with like with like a midi you know and it's just it's my brain works too fast for that it's like if i can't play it and just go like that's how like okay there we go that that's uh if i'm chomp it away at like that drum beat and then i start hearing and that's a queens of the stone age song though but it's like one of my favorites because it's just chugging along but that's definitely like you can tell like that, that first dave Grohl songs for the deaf uh queens of the stone age record mm. you can tell that they just got in a room and dave was like, like somebody was like oh i've got this riff or dave was like oh i'm doing this drum beat thing and then somebody just started playing to it and then they just wrote a song around it like Boom, boom, boom. I love that kind of shit. And that's that's the way I have to work. If I have to sit and deliberate on shit for too long, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm not going to go back to it. I'm never going to go back to it. I, I don't want to because I'm like, I lost whatever inspiration yeah. I had for Don't it. you feel like that if you get stuck on something like like inconsequential or inconsequential, I don't think that's the right word, <laughs> but if you get stuck on something that's menial, like that it kind of drains you right it almost like yeah it, it takes your energy like you're just, i'm just depleted now and i never want to look at this fucking this project again so fuck this yeah, yeah. no yeah yeah I'm i mean you. i've got like i've got like uh i've got the uh the rough versions of two of this of two of the songs with like drum tracks and like you know some decent layered guitars and that kind of shit i should have sent all this shit over to you beforehand <laughs> uh, but i didn't uh 
I didn't, I, I haven't put down the vocals, but I like, I have them on my phone and I sing them in my car mm. and that's almost like good enough for me <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, this is good enough, man. Yeah. Like, like, I don't Do I want to release it? Do I want, I, I got a bug up my ass about finishing at least four of the songs because, uh, John Feldman, the, the singer and guitar player of Goldfinger mm. and he got like an imprint label. And he was like on his Instagram, he was like accepting demos, just send, you know, just send your demos to demo at johnfeldman.com. And, you know, he, he produced the new Blink record. He produced like, or the last Blink, Blink record rather. And I think he's doing the, their, their most recent one they're working on. He, he signed Ashley Tisdale from fucking high school musical. Oh. I guess they're pals. She's putting out a record. He did like, he did the 303, like that sort of scream heavy fucking punk band. That's like big right now. Mm, um, and uh and then like he did like all time low the pop punkers yeah. uh and he did uh 30 seconds or 3 30 seconds of summer or whatever that other pop punk band is that's wow. like you know this generation's good charlotte <laughs> and like and like he so he's got like gold and platinum records he's a highly sought after fucking producer he's he him and his wife are like insanely good friends with joe manganello and sofia vergara oh. like they're out all the time oh. together and shit like that <laughs> nice you know, and but I saw that and I was like, oh, dude, demos. Like, I love his. He he did like the first two used records. Uh -huh. That was like his first foray into producing. Was uh. like, and then he did that 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 one band and their record sounded the exact same. It was fuck. What is their name? It had that song until the day I die. Was it? Uh, oh. Not shed my heart for you. Just the you know, classic early two thousands fucking. You know, <laughs> pop punk emo shit. I, uh, yeah, I don't even know. Oh man, it's such a Southern California fucking like. Oh, dude, so, like, well, I can't, that's it just like when you when you start talking about like pop punk and like punk and stuff. Yeah. Like, I have a decent catalog in, in my fucking memory bank here, but like, yeah. it, you start naming off a bunch of bands, like my eyes, I just don't know that much. <laughs> it's all right. You know, like, like I know who Leftover Crack is. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like any of this yeah. new stuff is very it's hard for me to follow because like i just my taste in music has gone a different direction since i was yeah mine know. too i you know i i get the idea of going back to records that yeah. you always listen to you know and like why my parents like there there are certain things that i listen to where i'm like oh that's fun mm. like i down like, thank god for itunes because it's like you go through my itunes you're like okay ska band punk band uh, you know you know speed punk band uh you know it's like oh there's no effects there's there's no use for a name there's lag wagon there's 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 an iggy azalea single <laughs> there's you know there there's ti you know there's a couple ti records there's uh you know there's there's like all this weird oh there there's a there's a classical music uh there there's rachmaninoff's like greatest you know compositions mm. uh he's he's my him and franz list are like my favorite classical composers mainly because they were fucking madmen on the piano mm. um you know there there's the beetlejuice theme song you know or, or the, the 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 opening which i think is the greatest opening uh theme to a movie ever produced is that the simpsons uh, is, guy the guy who did the simpsons? <clears throat> danny elfman yes, yeah yes. Yeah, yeah Beetlejuice is Simpsons guy. That's <coughs> fucking a legend. Yeah, yeah the not Simpsons the guy that's guy. yeah, not the guy who's done almost. I think he he's only done not done two Tim Burton movies, mm. Ed Wood, and there was another one in the early two thousands that Danny didn't do. But yeah, only one of the top ten fucking Hollywood composers of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Simpsons uh, guy. The Simpsons Whatever. guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the Batman, the animated series guy, right? Yeah. And oh, did he do um, the animated series? 
Well, because he did the two Batman movies, the theme oh. for the animated series is his theme from the movies, oh, from Tim okay. Burton's movies. I didn't realize yeah. that. I'm thinking back. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Because... Uh, Cause yeah, I mean, like that that one. It's that one animated series that like we watched when we were kids, right? Like, when oh we were, yeah. yeah, it's so good. I've I've re I've got all of it on. I've got all of it on uh, all of the box sets. I love it, and it's uh, uh I, I've rewatched all of it like with my son uh, when he was younger. Oh, that's nice. And he he loved it too. It was it was a it's a good show. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it, it fucking it really holds up. But yeah, it's it's such a weird place on my phone. And then there's like. There's weird like suicide machines. Mm. I only like one of their records, Destruction by Definition. And because it's loud and it's aggressive and it's sort of ska punky, it's like classic what it you know, what that sort of genre is. But it also, I didn't realize it, has one of my favorite drummers on it. And he left the band, I think, after that record. But his name is Derek Grant, and Derek Grant has been the drummer for Alkaline Trio for like the last 15 years. Oh nice. And I love Alkaline Trio and and Derek Grant, I got to see play live because my buddy was um, uh, the road manager for Good Charlotte during like their, the height of their their thing for yeah. like four or five years. And so whenever he would come to to Portland and they would you know sell up the fucking Rose Garden or whatever the fuck they were playing at, I'd hang out and dude, I got to do the walk with him like where they did a signing outside and then did like the Beatles walk with him where oh, people man. are screaming and following them like across like the courtyard before like we got beh behind the fence with our passes and stuff. That was one of the gnarliest <laughs> fucking things I have ever like experienced in my life. I was like, I can't believe this is their day to day life. This is I told him I was like, this is so tiring. He goes, yeah, man, it, it's a lot. And uh, um, but like. I, I, I watched Derek fill in for uh, their drummer because uh, their drummer left and then I got to watch Derek play one night and he was like one of the first guys I saw that play both right and left hand lead oh, and like is uh, and he just switches effortlessly between both of the things and he had only been playing with him for like a week and he just was killing these fucking songs <laughs> and I was like and I was like and it's a lot you know you play a 90 minute show like that's a lot of music to learn and and to play it up to the point uh, you know up to the snuff of you know 20,000 people don't think it's shit like that that's a good you know that's he's so fucking good as a drummer and um and then I obviously I got into John Blackwell cuz the second I saw John Blackwell he plays like he played a uh, a bastardized like left hand right hand lead, but he would cross. So it's like he would play like the one in three essentially with his left, mm -hmm. and then he'd cross and hit snare with with two and four like traditional sort of like uh, cross drumming grip or whatever. Yeah. It was a weird thing, and like but then he would be doing ghost notes with the right hand, but then he'd still switch it like when he hit the snare. And unfortunately, he had a series of strokes and, and passed on uh, this year. He oh, was. Yeah. Uh, he was uh he was Prince's longest standing drummer. He played for him for like six or seven years, and then he went out to play for Timberlake during the Sexy Back tour and like all that sort of stuff. Oh. And then and then he went back to Prince, and he was with Prince until you know Prince died. And then yeah, he was like in Japan or something like that, and he had like a couple series of strokes, and like he he made like this message where he could barely hold the sticks. He's like, I'm coming back. I'm gonna. Be, be back in here practicing and he like tried to do like a lick and i was like oh boy oh. oh that's that's heartbreaking to see but he he was like one of my favorite guys he had like he he a couple of his instruction his first one really because but he like his his one foot 
he could do so much with his like his one foot. It's so crazy. I mean, now there's people like on Instagram that like I watch where I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like there's this one dude on Instagram whose single foot is better than my entire body playing the drums. <laughs> like his his bass kick foot is better than anything I will ever do on the drums. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. God damn, that's a fucking crazy that he can like just He's basically doing like double pedal shit, like just like and and I know like the technique for it, and I was like getting into that and that sort of stuff. And I I I used to be able to hold down like a double pedal roll with one foot at about like like and I could hold it going pretty pretty well. But this guy just like the amount of he and you're just like. What are you a fucking snare drummer in a marching band? Like, <laughs> like with what this fucking guy's doing? Um, I but I love I love watching that sort of shit and just getting pissed at it and being like, well, once again, gotta practice. But I think when I do get my electric kit, I'm gonna get get a double pedal because I've always wanted to play, and and I think my my long term goal is to become. Uh, the drummer for Avenged Sevenfold, <laughs> because you, they go through fucking drummers like well after fucking, the dude died right like now it's just yeah the Rev dude I love his playing he was such a fucking badass double were, pedal oh, drummer good. like well like Sinister Gates I think is just such a like and like what a revivalist like that band was like yeah. you know that almost that hair metal but like very mm-hmm. current you know and yeah and they're still doing it like they didn't change it's like they. They were definitely more like hardcore screamo, and then, and then that record that popped them uh, with like backcountry and all that shit on it. Oh yeah, yeah, that 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 poppy that one. brought back the fucking that that style, and like that's when Matt like stopped like screaming like fully. He like, yeah. went more to singing. That brought back that fucking I st- I ha- that's another record I have on my. I love listening to that fucking record front to back in my car. Like if I've got a long drive, I will put on that record. Do that opening song, yeah. You know, boom, 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 and then just the drums kick in, and he just like dive bombs into it or whatever, and then it's got like that little drum soul. God, that song is fucking yeah, tasty man. as shit. They they fucking yeah, and, and like just like doing the but fucking, yeah. Then they the, had the um, solos bringing the solo back to like metal and shit. That, like that yeah, was, like, and and it's really cool too, like how. He writes both parts. Like I'm sure Zach has it down to a certain ex- extent now, like where he knows how to work with him. But it's like the way that they do, like those double solo stuff live or whatever. Like it's just like sinister. Is like Zach is. I think he said it like in interviews. He goes, "Yeah, I can play that stuff. I don't know how he comes up with it though. I can't do that." <laughs> right. He's like, "I don't know how." He's like, "I can play like whatever he shows me, and I'll learn it. But I don't know how to make it. Uh, like you know." And I'm like, you know, and and. uh but yeah, he they're all fucking but yeah, so they went through let's see, they 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 went to well, they got um the Rev's favorite drummer, which is why they had uh, Mike Portnoy. That oh. that was the Rev's favorite why drummer. Why is that why and is that a familiar name? He's uh he was the drummer of Dream Theater. Oh, oh my god, he's one of those just like murder fucking drummers who Yeah, murder double Pachucci bass player or whatever fucking name, Pachuti. How do you say his name? John Pachucci. Oh yeah, 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 I know I yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know how you say it. I'd have to Pachucci see it. Pachucci or whatever the fuck is that. No, yeah, yeah cuz like I've, yeah, I've seen him only because I'll of Dream Theater and not that I'm the biggest Dream Theater fan. It's just, you know, like oh, they're shredders. No. They're shredders. Yeah, they're fucking monsters. Yeah, yeah. So you can yeah. you can And then hate. they got and then and then he was, from what I understand of Mike Portnoy, classic Mike Portnoy, and a little difficult. And they were like, "Yes, 
take a hike, bozo. <laughs> and then they had this guy for, for like four or five years, like this this main, like, you know, they had the same guy for a while, and then he was out. I don't know why. And then, and now they've got fucking Brooks Wackerman from fucking Bad Religion, man. Oh, shit. Okay. Just... They've had him for like the last two or three years, and and Brooks was also playing with uh, Tenacious D. He was like their live <laughs> touring drummer. <laughs> That's awesome. So like that 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 would be another goal to be Tenacious D's drummer to like play Hell all yeah. the Dave Grohl's parts, you know, because Dave Grohl does like he he records like he's the drummer in all their recordings. But, oh, I like, didn't even know that. Yeah, that, that that's why they got like Dave in the video with like being the uh, devil and shit. God, so all of the yeah all of the records that's all Dave Grohl drumming and um, there's some funny behind the scenes stuff with that as well. It's really fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, they're going out, they're doing a tour, the D is doing a tour right now, they put out a new record, and they, I think they've got four now, uh, which is great, Yeah. and yeah. Uh, I, I love that band, just because that's another band that, like, in its own way, Brock Bat brought, you know, a certain amount of rock, you know, yeah, even like if our, their the, songs are silly, the, the, the music is always fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, like, the rock opera, but, like, the, the very, yeah. um... I guess the operatic, I don't even know if that's a word, side to yeah. like how, you know, how music could be and was at one time, I guess. I don't know. Campy mm -hmm. a little. I don't, sorry, dude. Yeah, a little campy. Yeah, yeah. It's got that. Well, I mean, you know, like in the Tenacious D movie, one of my favorite musicals of all time, that the opening song, uh, Kickapoo, has fucking meatloaf and Dio on it. <laughs> Hell yeah. And like, that was actually my, uh, that was actually my final at uh, at uh, music school, um, I took a I took a vocal class because I wanted to learn how to sing better from this from this lady named Mama O, Mama o. who had like who had like the biggest like dreadlock wigs I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> Why would you want but, a dreadlock like, wig? In different <laughs> different colors. Like she had like her like when she wanted to wear like long like flowy like kind of like you know martial art master clothes. You know like you know more. You know, just just like wonderful stuff. She wore like I I, I called it her 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 uh, collegiate wig. It was it was the gray and white one where she looked very scholarly and like very knowledgeable. When she was like you know putting on some color and like you wanted to be sassy, she had like that that Janet Jackson kind of red purple. You know, remember when her hair was that yeah, color? Yeah. Like she had that one. She had a, like an all black one. Gotcha. Uh, you know when she would wear I, wear white. I take you know, it this was colors a, I take this was a, was an African American woman. Uh, with a name like Mama O, you bet it was. And uh, <laughs> no, because because uh, because black girls could do that shit. Black girls could just oh, yeah. throw a wig on and go out like that. I, I was just picturing some like little white woman like wearing oh. different <laughs> huge. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Like, wait, wait, this, wait. this was a very. Uh, I saw a very hippie. Sweet. When you said Mama O, I I went oh. hippie instead of oh, okay. instead of <laughs> instead of black. I went hippie. So okay. Yeah, but uh, like, and so it was like a twelve week. It is a twelve uh, twelve week class, and uh, uh, but like, you know, I uh, uh, it was like you. Uh, she was like, the final is you will have to sing a song in front of us at the end of the week or at the end of the the. Um, but yeah, it, it, like I don't mind. I've never mind performing in front of people, but some people it was so funny to like watch these drummers just like <laughs> like clam up. Yeah, like when they said that they were like. We're gonna have to what? Oh god! <laughs> and I was like, "You <laughs> fucking idiots!" Like, what did you think was gonna happen? <laughs> like, right? The school yeah. is entirely based around performance. Like, what did you think was gonna happen? <laughs> and so I pick Kickapoo oh. because, like, Dio can sing. Dio for a tenor doesn't sing high, like a like a true tenor. Like, 
but Dio for a guy who was a bass, he sings fucking high. Right. <laughs> so does Meatloaf for that matter. And so it's like I would go down, I would uh, like for forever, like I would, you know, take the techniques and work on the things that she was telling me and all those sorts of things, you know, throughout the week. And then I picked my song and for almost every night for 12 weeks, I would go down into my car in, in like the carport underneath underneath the building or whatever, and I would pop on my, my iPod with uh, 120 gigs, video iPod, brand new, 2007. Hey. And uh, and uh, it's just so funny to me that like that was the thing. And then like, you know, and then there, and then people were like, iPhones, fuck that. I want my iPod still. But then they're like, wait, why the fuck would I carry two bricks around me? Like, just <laughs> why like do to I have all this? <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, uh, uh, I would go into my car and I'd do like my vocal warm ups as I was smoking a joint, of course. And. <laughs> And like, and then I would just sit down there, hotbox the fuck out of my car, and then I would like, I'm bad with lyrics, I because like my voice is so low, like there's not a lot of singers that I can relate to, so I always mm. just like would figure out the music first, and then kind of like I'm still that. There's Foo Fighter songs that some of their biggest hits, I I don't know all the words to. Like Everlong, don't know all the words to it. Monkey Wrench, don't know all the words to it. Learn to Fly, don't know all the words to it. Like I think I even get the chorus wrong. On some of them, like, because I, because I, because I was more interested in like the drums or whatever it was, you know. Yeah. And, but I would sit there and I would listen to the song and I would get like Jack Black's part. And you know, like when you're first starting to sing, when you haven't sang in a while, it's just like any other muscle, like your throat gets tired. And like, and I was like, oh man. And so then I could sing all of Jack Jack Black's part perfect. And then it's like I would start working on Meat Love's part. And then I would only do his part. And then, like at the end of the night, I would do one sing through of Jack Black into Meatloaf. And then I, then I, then I learned Dio's part. And then I would go through one time, you know. And then it was like I would just do my warm ups and sing through the song like three or four times in in my car. And then I would get out. And so by the time that like I had to do it, I'd been, you know, I could probably sing it fairly decently about a month in. So then it was just a matter of maintaining. And so then like. When, uh, so then like I was the last person to go because like, I don't know if I just put off that vibe or whatever, but it's like, they, they, it's like people wanted to fuck with me or, or they, or like, and I had, cause I had told other drummers what I was doing yeah, and they're like, you're going to sing that song. I was like, fuck yeah. And, and they're like, cause the movie was fairly uh, new at the time. I believe it had only been out for maybe less than a year or two. So like, it was still fairly like in the, in the zeitgeist yeah. and they're like, you're going to do that. I was like, fuck yeah, I am. And they're like, all right. And, and so I had like a vocal teacher from another class that I was in. She came and watched. I had like five or six of my drum buddies that weren't in that class. They're like, what time, you know, they texted me and they're like, what time? I was like, I'm last. So it's, you know, like the last 10 minutes of class or whatever, probably and like, great. And so like, I had like six or seven people like come watch me and it was so fucking ridiculous. I got on stage and I, she's like, <laughs> mama was just like, all right, here you go. And I was like, and she, she just hit play and like. I did it like I basically just did like a vocal rendition like where I played like I kind of like uh, because I'd been doing it so long I did like the characters you know what I mean like I, I sort of impersonated each person's voice oh. like you know meatloaf is a bigger sort of more operatic you know and Dio is just like you know higher and like and but he's got a great vibrato and shit and then you know Jack Black and so I like made the distinctions and I was like 
walking around on stage and like you know i grabbed a cowbell because there's a cowbell and like i grabbed a cowbell and was fucking around and like you know doing kicks and shit and just being a (laughs) fucking asshole and i had so much fucking fun singing that goddamn song and then and you know the song and then like the song's over and i put the mic back in the stand and <laughs> and mama oh dude the one of the funnier things anyone has ever said to me and it's the most simple thing she she just looked at me she goes oh you good baby sit down <laughs> oh you good baby and just like <laughs> and, oh shit and it was just like the way she said it, she had this like smile on her face she kind of did like a little shoulder shake and like a little head shake you yeah, know I was like, oh, oh yeah yeah and i was like oh that's hilarious and like uh and she was great. I, I, every time after that, like when I was still at school and I would see her, I'd always give her a hug and she was always super cool to me. And she's like, she, you should sing more. I was like, that sounds terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you. I was, I was like, I was like, that means I would have to learn words. <laughs> That's a, I'd rather just like listen to a piece of music once or twice and know how to play it rather than have to like, but my ex was like that. My kids, mom, she could listen to a song like, gosh, I can't remember. It was some, fuck. It was like some Taylor Swift song. Oh, it was that. It was that that one. Shake it off. No, the one after that was like uh, we were gonna da 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 da, but da 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 ha 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 forever. See, I don't listen to lyrics. Uh, no, yeah, you that, that... are da 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 da, and you say I'm insane or whatever that fucking shit is. I don't know. <laughs> you got the right one, baby, and I'll write your name. Yeah, that that it's something along those lines. But it was like brand new at the time, and there's like a lot of shit in that. There's a lot of words in that fucking song, and and uh, and she fucking, she's like, "Have you heard the new Taylor Swift song?" And I was like, "No." She's like, I, "I heard it earlier today," and I was like, "Okay." And we were like in the car. She's like, "Oh, this is it. This is it." And she could sing half of the song, having presumably only heard it once. <laughs> is she and I was a like, singer? How the f- no, she's dead. Tone deaf as a bag of rocks. Oh shit. But she can just like hear stuff, and like she just get. I was like, "How the fuck did you know that?" And and she she's like, she's like, it's the same thing where I can. One of her favorite games to play with me was she put on a piece of music. She goes, "These are hard drums, right?" I was like, "No, it's this." And I just start playing like on my lap. She's like, "Oh my god," you know, like yeah, yeah. you know, like some Green Day song. I was like, "No, that's just a fast, just that's just fast ACDC. That's all that is." Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, it's super fun. Uh, I'm yeah. I got to get back to it. I got to get an electric kit and and yeah, get that double pedal because uh, I've got a whole bunch of stuff like from school that like they they tried to teach us double pedal and I failed that section of the uh, <laughs> the teacher was always like Skip. do better. I'm like I don't. I was like this is the most I've ever played double pedal, so it doesn't make sense to me. Like my left foot isn't that good. Like my left foot like you know opens and closes like on quarters or whatever. Yeah. He's I was like but now you're asking it to do the and. You know, instead of just doing like the quarters, yeah, right. he's like, "Well, do left foot lead." I was like, "But that then my right foot doesn't want it." He's like, "But, <laughs> but the weirdest thing about everything is like, I went, I thought I was playing it right the whole time, and the guy looks at me and he goes, he goes, "Why are you playing it the harder way?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "These are sixteenth notes." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's what I'm doing." He's like, "No, you're playing them swung." So I was doing everything like hot for teacher. It was all like it was like and and I'm just like and I was like, "Oh, well it makes it." He's like, "It's a you're not wrong, you're just not playing what's written." He's like, "I mean, he's like he's like he's like, I mean, you half are. You're playing what's written, but you're playing it swung." I'm like, "Oh." I'm like, "That's harder?" He's like, "Yeah, it's harder." And I was like, 
in rather than just going one e and a two in like straight, I was like, oh, can I even do that? And I would just like morph into like so I thought I would just I thought I was a genius. I thought I was getting it, but apparently I love triplets though. That's like my do you have like a favorite feel of like like when you like if you're riffing on a guitar or 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 like or whatever it is, like do you have like a like a feel like because I I love I love throwing in like shreddy sixteenth or thirty second note like things on the guitar, but I'm more of like I will I will listen to Slash play all day over over most other guitar players because he has that blues influence on like that mm-hmm. triplet feel and stuff. Yeah. But then he can still throw in some shred like where you're just like Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah. But like, but I love you know I and I'll listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan over fucking like. You know, a, a great fucking guitar player who's crazy, you know, Buckethead. Yeah. I'll listen Maybe. to a Buckethead song or like John Five is another shreddy guy. But I mean, yeah. he does so much cool like chicken pick and like country stuff that I love him for that. But like if it's just straight shred shit, it's like, yeah, it's like, OK, yeah, I get it. But then at the same time, like I'll sit, I'll sit and listen to a whole like live Stevie Ray Vaughan live a double trouble record and be like, God, this is fucking great. You know, yeah. and like I, I, I prefer that sort of bluesy shuffly triplety thing like i just i live for that it's like my favorite thing to do is like whenever like if i'm tap dancing to a song i figure out what the tempo is i can do fastest like the like the sort of triplet or sixes like with my feet you know like so like what do you have like a go-to sort of vibe or something I like i do i do and and it is very much I, I think it would be a triplet i'd say you're you're way more educated with music than i am so like when when i when i talk to like real musicians who like know Barely. what they're talking but <laughs> like you know but like you're able to t- like you at least you know some of the terminology better like yesterday i did a podcast with a jazz guy and i'm trying oh, nice. to talk like you know, I'm really reaching in my fucking in my brain and all the stupid yeah. shit I learned in in college that is long gone now. You're like, you know, when you do the ting ting to ting, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's how I was kind of explain myself. But my uh, my, I do like because cause I do gig out with uh, with the guitar and the keys and sometimes bass, but yeah. not always the bass. Uh, I do have. I see you on your fucking Instagram. You can play all of those things so much better than I can play any of my shit. I, I fucking hate I, you. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, that's not. That's I, it like when, like because you, you did something like on your Instagram story a couple weeks ago, like where it's like you made a track while you were doing your Instagram story. So it's like oh, you yes. started with the thing, and then you start with the keys, and then you're doing the. And then I was just like, "Do fuck this asshole." <laughs> Yeah, but, and then but I think you I do that all the like, time, hey, though. Like, how could you say "fuck this asshole" when that's like your job? <laughs> it's like you constantly. I don't. I do don't that. do it. I. I. I got so busy with voiceover. Yeah. I don't make music anymore. Oh, okay. So, so you're more. So that you're 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 like almost all voiceover now. Like, I am 100 percent voiceover. Wow. Like, if someone came to me and was like, uh, except for my dad. Like, I I do stuff for my dad. Uh, for for like, cause he he does like local football and and basketball for the college Mm. so it's like i i will make music for him and like like the bumps yeah and and like the radio spots for him but i also have such a huge fucking royalty-free library that i can find stuff now Mm. just like almost exactly what he's like he's like i'm thinking like this kind of thing it's like i'll just like send him three mp3s and he's like Wow, how'd you make these so fast? And I just don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> you just let the old man think that you put in a lot of hard work because you love Yeah, him. yeah he pays me more money that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, well, it, well, actually, I've been writing more for other people. Um, yeah. So, like, I've been having to, like, exercise that muscle a lot more. So, I've been, 
like when I was telling you that this has been a creative year for me, writing has like kind of blossomed and I'm yeah. just, just, I'm able to sort of see how I create, you know, like I'm just I, like, I'm getting older and getting better mm-hmm. and my instincts are sharpening. So it's like, I kind of see how I, and you quit uh, drinking, right? I quit drinking about five years ago. Oh, okay. I just noticed that you started like, you got on this, you're going to the gym kick. Oh yeah. Oh, I've been going to the gym for a long time, but I, I just, I, 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 I mostly go to the gym almost every day. I just, you oh, know, okay. it's whatever I share. It's like, it's if I don't have content for the day. I just I'll noticed just... that you looked more in shape recently. And oh. once again, I was like, and that's why I was like, you know what? You gotten complacent. That's the other part. <laughs> that's the other bad part is that my gym, it was right by my old house. Ah, so you so just it's go like, there, just do it's this. like, do I want to drive 10 miles to go there or like do i want to work out for like 35 minutes with kettlebells in my house and not do any cardio you know it's like hey you know what man it's just however it's however you can get it done you know i started tap dancing a lot uh more like i'm looking at like this uh uh i i i got like this this gal that lived in the uh, apartment complex she ordered like a, a new table uh, like, well, I, or whatever the TV stand, like with drawers in it, you know, like mm-hmm. something, some bullshit. And she's like, it came, it came in the, the edge was fucked up. It was from like Wayfair or whatever that company is. It's kind of like Ikea. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, you know, it's like $150, like little table. You put your TV on. It's got a couple drawers and shit. And she's like, it's nice. She's like, but they sent me a new one, but they didn't ask for the old one back. She's like, do you want it? It's just scuffed up on the edge. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. And then I never put it together. <laughs> and then like I moved out of that apartment complex. And then I was like, I've had it like in my living room, leaned up against the wall. And I was like, you know, I really want to start tap dancing again. I miss it. It's a good form of exercise, especially with how hard I fucking go and for how long. And like, and I was like, ah, but linoleum floors and carpet. And then I look over, I was like, oh, fuck. And I like, I, 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 yeah, I, I took so I took the top of this hundred and fifty dollar fucking table I never put together. I looked at the bottom to see it was solid. I was like, okay, great. And now it's just at the at the foot of my bed, and it's all fucking scuffed up, and it's all fucked up. Nice. And and like, uh, but I love it because now yeah. it, that's another thing. It's like I don't have like a set time I exercise. It's like I always try to be active for at least one hour every day, if it's just going on a walk for an hour or whatever, uh, whatever it is. And so it's like tap dancing for an hour, tap dancing for 30 minutes and then lifting weights for 30 minutes or doing pushups, you know, whatever it is. I just try to be active, you know, and keep the old because like I turned 37 and like once again, like I gained back like I gained back 15 pounds. No problem. Oh, yeah. Like, like I'm with I was like in August, I was 210. And I, like I said, I'm 225, and depending on the day, I, I could also be 230. Mm. Like no problem in like a month and a half. And I was like, fuck. Oh yeah. I gotta get. I gotta get back. Um, but I also like going to the gym. One, it gets me out of the house because I will just stay. Like oh. when my bed is five feet from where I record, <laughs> dude. Like I get out of bed, I walk over, I sit down, I recorded like before we started having this conversation, and then you know made a few bucks and then after this i'm going to get off this phone call and and uh and and record and record something again and make way more money than i should like <laughs> wearing fucking cutoff sweats that i made i'm, I'm big into cutoffs uh, you know recycle them if you fuck up the bottoms just cut them off uh, and cut off sweats and a fu- in that purple fucking champion sweatshirt you always see me fucking wearing <laughs> 
and slippers. I don't even have socks on. I haven't even showered today. And 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 before I shower and, and go host trivia night downtown at like this local uh, bar or whatever, I will have made almost a thousand dollars being a filthy, dirty piece of garbage. <laughs> I love that. But that's what's so great about being up. You know, and like that's the thing, it's like once you're able to sort of do it all from your house, like you really yeah. don't find a reason to leave your house unless you need I food it's like, or if you're getting money to, my to bed. leave your house. It's like I'll walk back to my bed and I'll sit there and watch Netflix. Yeah. And then I'm like, Oh fuck, it's seven o'clock. I feel as though I should be doing something. Like <laughs> I better watch another episode. Yeah. Well, like the other day I was like, man. I guess I'm going to go buy a PS4 because I want to play that Spider-Man game. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm doing today. Like, that's my goal. <laughs> I already worked. I already did, like, my big boy stuff. I already did my voiceover. It's like, I guess I'm going to buy a PS4. Okay. <laughs> and so I went and did that, and then I downloaded Fortnite, so now my son and I can play across, you know, Aww, across town, that's nice. which is nice. That is yeah, nice. It's, yeah, it, it, no, it's not because he's a little shit talker, and all he does is fucking kill me. And <laughs> well, but still, you're there's still he's like he's like way to go, noob, you suck. And noob. I'm like, dude, fuck oh, you. Oh, he called you a noob. Oh, dude, well, do he's you, a little dick. Do you find but, yourself uh, <laughs> more productive? I mean, now that you're by yourself, as just um, just as someone who works, or or do you just is it the same? Just because it seemed like you were always productive, even when you were in the house with your family. But like, I know, like for me family is constantly in the way of work so like i'm constantly yeah. trying to like yeah uh, i i will be very honest and say that like there there is there there is a small part of me and i'm sure as you just sort of said there's a small part of you which is like if they would just <laughs> go away i could get so much shit done right now there's also the other part of you that knows that if they've gone away for more than 48 hours before, you're like, like where are they? Where were they come when you come back? Or <laughs> yeah. When 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 you come back. And uh but like uh there is a huge part of me where I'm like, I'm so happy I don't live there anymore because like the dogs aren't constantly barking at the, some fucking person walking by on the street or the mailman, right. like a bunch of fucking stereotypes or like <laughs> the idea of a car turning down our street or whatever the fuck it was like me constantly having to be like waiting or like cars driving by, you know, cause like my, my little booth was like in the, was in the basement. So it's like, you know, cars drive by the street. Mm -hmm. Like I have to wait. And then, and then like, yeah, like I get up whenever I fucking want. I do, I do whatever I want. I don't have to check in with anybody about anybody's fucking schedule. I just do what I want. It's fucking awesome. That, That's great, yeah. but but yeah. but every single night, it's the worst when I call my kids around eight thirty. It's the worst knowing, like I get I get anxiety, like uh, like I put it off sometimes. It's like anywhere from eight to eight thirty is when I call them, and I'll eight fifteen. I'm I, I'll, I'll I'll wait a little bit longer. That's like eight thirty five. I'm like uh, maybe I'll. Cause it getting, cause it makes me sad. Yeah, totally, man. You know, like, and so, but I still call them and I talk about their day. And like I said, they're teenagers, and I remember me as a teenager. Fuck, I'm still this way. My dad calls me once a week. He's like, just want to see what's going on, and you know, blah blah blah. I'm like, not a whole lot. Like, I get up, I do voiceovers. I fucking, I don't really do shit. Like, I made money. Um, he's like, I was just calling to see how you were. I was like, 
same old man. And it's like, it's always that way. And it's like the conversations I have with my kids, like, unless like something really exciting happened that they want to talk to me about. Like, it's just, uh, <laughs> sorry, I got a, I got a text from somebody who wants to pay me money to talk, but yeah, I, we didn't really, you didn't really ask any questions that I don't know if we actually got to anything. Uh, well, you know, I had, I had questions actually this time. Yeah, please. Um, uh, only, but, but you, I, I kind of like put it on the back burner because you, your voice wasn't really up to it, but I remember like the first time I had you on the podcast and then yeah. I heard you on another guy's podcast and I was like, that motherfucker had a way better podcast with him than I did, but it was only, it, but it was my fault. It wasn't because you were better for him than you were for me because oh. you're always Bentley. Um, it was me who wasn't asking and like, pr you know, pressing for what I wanted. And, and oh, so which podcast do you was, listen? You listen to me on other podcasts? Well, it was it was right. It was right after. Yeah, because um, for a while I was keeping up on your guy. It was uh, I think it was oh, you thinking and, thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking thoughts. I um I, I I remember you told me about the D&D. &D. I never got a chance to start listening. Chaotic to amateurs. Yeah. Uh, it's uh season two season two is about to wrap up i'm i was the dm for season two and i actually they didn't get through all my stories so i'm coming back as the dm for season three oh. if you like D, D, you like voices you like music sound effects and a fully produced like fun story you know hey nerds we're on all of the platforms we just got on spotify uh how just did you yesterday. get on spotify I tried uh, because uh, Daddy knows who to talk to. Oh, I see how it is. Bentley's over there. <laughs> no, I don't know. My, my buddy did it. My buddy did it. Oh. Uh, one of the players did it, and he just said, yeah, "I was like, oh, we weren't on Spotify before. I just assumed we were." I'm and, trying uh, to get on Spotify. No, somebody stole my uh, image. Just, and it's the shittiest image. I don't know. What, oh, and the, my oh, name. Oh, your mustache one? No, no, no. My image of um, of the podcast. We speak English good. Just the yellow and the font. Oh. Yep. It's my it's my logo. It's a shitty logo. I get it, but and the name they stole my name and my logo, and it's like some weird Israeli like kid, like it's like it sounds like it was recorded on an <laughs> iPhone, and like I think Spotify is like thinking I'm trying to like push up on their game, double dip. Yeah, and, and, but it's like, dude, I'm just trying to fucking get my podcast on here, and and I wrote them, and I was like, look, this guy stole my fucking my stuff. Yeah. Like, if you go on my website, it's been up since 2016. This guy just released a shit. Dude, so I, I'm dealing yeah, with that. He definitely with took Sp it. Spotify, yeah. and I'm just like, what the fuck is? Anyways, but. Yeah, so Oh, it was probably it was probably my buddy Josh's podcast, the Flush Studios podcast. No, it was uh it was the guy you did with uh he was out of LA. It was the movie. Oh, one. Cinema After Dark. There you go. Yeah, I think you did it a couple times actually. Yeah, I, that was my second time being on, but he, he but see, he had the luxury of he re-asked me some questions cuz I was like in the first 10 guests oh, and like that was in the that was in like in the seventies or eighties or something. So okay. he had like a whole new cycle of listeners, and he grew his podcast really big. I don't, I'm not sure if he still does it, but because um, last time I looked, the feed was a little empty. But so he had the luxury of knowing certain stories already that he and he's very good about interviewing, doing that thing of like, whereas you and I will just gab and bullshit, which is fine. I I I like that. Right. But like he. Um, he actually, you know, he and he actually cut stuff out too. Like I can tell, like where he made edits and right. took out certain things or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, no. Please ask me. Ask me. Well, My voice was, is fine. It was okay. Okay. So it was really just when I was listening through, you were just like. He was like, oh, you do the Peter Griffin. And I know you have like videos, like how-to videos, and I know this is something that you've done a ton of times, but. 
if you could kind of explain how you do it, and then if you could do a couple of the Family Guy voices, or you know, Family like Guy just, voice, or it, oh yeah, yeah, oh I understand, yeah, oh oh when I was explaining like how I find impressions and shit like that, right, right, yeah, it's right, like, because because um, I I knew that I knew that you uh, anyways, yeah, and, and then we got to wrap up because my son just barged in, and that means that Mama has left, so get out of yeah. here, get out, <laughs> get out. <laughs> Hey, I'm sorry. Like we're me and my wife both are working right now, so it's like it's she, all good. He's just running the house to himself. Bishop, my mom is not working no more. Okay, so get out. What's the point of you being in here? Bounce. Daddy. Okay, go. Daddy. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry about that, man. Oh, wait, please all proceed. Right. You've got a yeah. You've got an edit point now. I t- <laughs> hold, let's hold for room tone. Okay, and we're back. Um, yeah, kids, man. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. So for like Peter Griffin, you know, um, gosh, I haven't done this one in a while. But I was I was watching the Family Guy like behind the f- scenes things, and I was watching people. You know, it was like at parties, like when they first first released the uh, um, uh, the DVDs, like in the t- two early 2000s or something like that. It was like right when I turned 21. So like it was just always on in the background uh, at parties. Uh, you know, like they would just, you know, they put on, they hit the play all feature and all that kind of stuff. And I would just, I would just sit there and watch it because I'm not very social. So I would just kind of, and I'm like, God, these these voices are funny. Like I enjoy the voices and, and Peter's, and, and then so I was like behind the, yeah, I'm a special features whore. So I was just like, oh, oh, what is it? And it showed the people doing the voices. And I was like, oh, Seth Green. I know Seth Green. I love Seth Green. And then, you know, Mila Kunis, I was like, oh, the 70s show uh, girl. And then, um, and then, you know, it's like, I, I thought Seth MacFarlane did like all of the guy voices. Mm. Um, you know, I know that uh, now I know that it's like, uh, uh, Henry, oh shoot, what's his name? Mike, Mike Henry. Mike Henry yeah. yeah. Does, Cody does our Cleveland Brown, yeah. y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, and so, which I, which I thought was funny, uh, but, and then, you know, obviously, uh, Patrick Warburton, he does, uh, Joe Swanson over there <laughs> and, uh, but yeah. By uh, the way, I love that, uh, Patrick Warburton, whatever his name is, has Warburton, made it, yeah. made an entire life just talking in his normal talking voice. <laughs> He's made an entire what, career yeah, it, out of well, it. Well, you think that until you hear his characters back to back and while it is very distinctive and obviously very him. Mm. Like there, there is subtle differences. Like when he does Brock Sampson for the Venture Brothers, yeah. it's uh, oh, yeah. it's much more down in here. No, Doc, not gonna do that. But yeah, he isn't like it's not like Seth MacFarlane, whose right. basic normal voice is like Brian the dog. Right. You know, just a little bit more. Uh, there's a little bit more. You know, sauce on it when he does Brian. Right. But you know, like with Peter. I was like, I was listening to the voice, you know, and I, I started sort of doing the voice, and uh, yeah, you know, you dumb bastard, you don't even know I'm watching you, and then like, and then I was like, oh, I cut out, oh, now I'm vamping. He's calling me back. Huh, call me back. <laughs> All right, call you back. Giggity goo. Oh oh oh. Smell my shoe. In a world where Mike doesn't know how to use Skype and is trying to call me back. However, one man in a home by himself, will he be able to survive? Who knows? This week on We Speak English Good Podcast. Huh?
excuse me, I had tacos for lunch. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like Peter Griffin, like I'll, I'll do the transfer over to the side of my mouth where, you know, if I'm doing the voice in the center, you know, you know, it sounds pretty good. But the second you put it over on the side, it's almost like a tweeter and a speaker. You know, oh, it, it, yeah. it gives it like that extra kick. And so that's why, like, like if I'm doing Patrick Warburton, like I have to squint because he always seems to be squinting and everything. You know, right. it's like, you know, uh, Nick Offerman um, or or more apropos is uh, um, shoot what, uh, Ron Duke Swanson. Silver. Oh, yeah. Duke Silver. Uh, <laughs> um, but whenever I do him. I have to like my face has to go completely blank of emotion and like and it's and it's this thing like when you have a cold mm. you know and it's like you sort of have like that uh that sort of nasal tone like behind your nose like you know when you're uh when, when you've got like a cold like you know if you have a cold you're kind of it's like that weird sort of like it vibrates behind your nasal and like you raise the soft palate in the back and then like and then uh I purse my mouth a little bit and I relax my throat uh, and you know, you, you get that sort of Ron Swanson tone. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. <laughs> I will take all of the bacon and eggs, please. And thank you. And, um, you know, and, and then, you know, and, and, and there's, it's just like a roller coaster. It's like, it's like learning like your basic pentatonic scale mm. and then realizing if you just do this thing over here, okay, then there's the minor within it. And then there's this thing. And it's like, it's the same thing as getting good at piano or any, any other thing you like. Like, you know, so, for example, Ian McKellen, or more importantly, Gandalf, or Magneto, like, you have this older British voice. Now, Ian McKellen, when he speaks, is actually sort of, you know, a little bit higher, lighter, brassier, and uh, actually somewhat of a quick talker. But, you know, Ian McKellen, when he starts acting, Frodo Baggins, you know, I will not be some conjurer of cheap tricks. You know, and yeah. uh, you know, oh Charles, I like this one. You know, he he's he's much more. But if you take away some of the, you know, some of the, and you just put a little brassier, you know, it, it's like a brassier thing. It's like now, you know, you sort of have a, a working Patrick Stewart. You know, yeah. number one, engage, and then if you slow it down and go deeper, you have the late great Alan Rickman, Mister Potter. Uh, <laughs> new celebrity and and so it's just like bouncing around like the you know the movie trailer guy uh which you sort of heard earlier well you didn't your listeners did <laughs> uh but you've heard it by now through all of the editing but like you know the movie trailer guy you know he's that voice that's like this and he goes down at the end of every sentence in a world where you don't know how to work Skype and your stupid mustache is the picture I'm looking at. You know, that's not too far off from from Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime, it's like you you relax your vocal cords a little bit here. And it's more of like a um it's almost like you're you're sitting on a cloud of air in your vocal cords. So now I am Optimus Prime. Autobots transform and roll out. <laughs> You know, it's like, it's all just weird vocal manipulation. And as you get, as you get more voices, just as, you know, as you get more licks, the cooler solos you can do, you know, mm -hmm. and, it, and it's the same, it's a similar thing with, with that down in musical terms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, God damn it. There's fucking we, Skype. Oh, uh, well, Bentley, if you can hear me, hey, I do have to wrap up. Uh, he, thank you so Mike much has for to wrap doing up that shit. I'll oh, try sure. Back just so I can say bye. Properly. Oh, yeah. So, we're going to try. He's so stupid. He can't even hear me right now. 
Oh, he hung up on me again, but hey, now it's my show. Well, everybody, it's been a great call. We've had a great time. Mike was adequate. I talked too much, as usual. Hey, thanks for tuning in to We Speak English Good Podcast. <sighs> it's been another great one. One for the books. Oh, look, he's calling me back right now. He called me back, and it still didn't work. Well, kids, it's been Bentley. I'm taking over the show now. Have a great one. And hey, come back next week to We Speak English Good Podcast, where Mike will have figured out Skype, and I won't be here. Bye!